Breaking news. Tanner Lee defeated the former champion, Austin Shepard, 88-85. to 85. What, what a great run of predictions. The new Kicking Out Podcast Predictions champion, Tanner Lee. You love to see it. Dominated him. A 33-point gap for Tanner Lee. That's got to be embarrassing for Austin. Now the former champion, not the champion anymore. Here's the hoping uh, Tanner Lee does not tear his tricep, bury the entire Kicking Out Podcast Predictions company, and then get into a fight immediately after that would render him suspended and have to vacate this championship. Oh, man. I think just for that, he needs to vacate the title. Man, I smell a suspension coming. Oh, man. You can't even manage a target. Oh, I, <laughs> I was hoping to pull that out last week. Unfortunately, Shep couldn't join us. So I'm like, I got to sit on that for one more week. I, I told Paul I had something special planned, but I didn't tell him what it was. Yeah. So. Yeah, well. And, and then he pulled it so I couldn't even look at it last week when I was doing it solo. So, yeah, thank you to uh, Sean Ross Sapp, SRS of Fightful, for doing that cameo for a one-time introduction to the Kicking Out podcast, which you're listening or watching live on Twitter and YouTube right now. The champ, Tanner Lee, is here with Paul Zarman and the former champ, Austin Shepard. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I, I was going to join uh, Sean's little monthly thing, but... I don't think so now. <laughs> you just cost SRS a whole freaking five dollars there. <laughs> yep, five bucks. That's an extra cocktail at the Moose. Well, that is true. <laughs> it is. It is. Still, some of the best five dollars you can spend out there. Either way, either way, right there for cocktail at the Moose or the Fightful Select <laughs> subscription. So, uh, boys, what a show tonight! My gosh. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. There were uh, uh, several different times that things went. Differently than I expected. Hot crowd, new champions crowned, a debut that I didn't see coming. I don't think a lot of people saw coming. So, AW's kicking some butt right now. Um, what, three or four weeks in a row, they've had good shows, kind of ever since All Out, really. Um, so, maybe it's addition by subtraction right now with the talents being away that were involved. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Your, your boy Sean tweeted earlier today of a gift of one Soraya, but it was of her previous gimmick. And then he then he had to backtrack a little bit and explain himself that he was just kind of ribbing a friend. Mm-hmm. But he might be he maybe knew a little more than we thought. Oh I think he definitely Oh did. he knew. Because he uh, he came out that that she and AW had a talk this summer and kinda left it at that and then of course she pops up tonight and she pops, she pops up yeah, yeah. Hey, and I'll give her credit. It was awesome. Enjoyed it. But maybe the second biggest pop of the night. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the first one here in a little bit. But like, I, I you would think at any point like that would be the biggest pop of the show. But I think it was the second. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, arguably the third. Uh, I don't know. When acclaimed music hit the start of the match, that place erupted. Yeah, it did. It, it was loud. I mean, the, the first hour of the show couldn't have started any better, I don't think. Tonight. Oh, it started hot so, and it stayed hot. Which it started for, with the match for the ROH 
the Ring of Honor World Championship. Claudio Casanoli defended against Chris Jericho, who came out as the wizard Chris Jericho tonight. Not Lionheart, not the Painmaker. Back to the wizard. Uh, fun match between two good friends in real life, uh, two former foes in WWE. Kerry Sulks, Silken was, of course, at ringside. I uh, saw Jericho put his hands on him at one point. Claudia was on fire with the uppercuts tonight. Um, he got uh, 20, I count him, 20 uh, swings in the night on Jericho, which is pretty impressive. He's got to be the strongest wrestler pound to pound, right? Oh, by yeah. far. Yeah, they, they've always claimed that from God. his early WWE days. God, he's ridiculous. But uh, towards the end of the match, Aubrey Edwards gets distracted. Jericho hits the kick for the low blow, then hits the Judas effect for the one, two, three, and the new ROH world champion, Chris Jericho. I didn't see this coming. I did not either. This match started, and I went, all right, Claudio is going to retain. We're not going to see this change hands, at least not on AEW television. We'll wait till the next ROH pay-per-view. Um, yeah, this kind of just threw me back. I enjoyed the whole match. Um, of course, you know, now the title's been dishonored, uh, as we've heard said. But, uh, you know, eh, it's it, it'll be fun to watch. I like the match. I like the little swerve at the end, obviously putting the belt on Jericho. But I don't want him to discredit ROH and, and, and what they have built and what they have held their standards to. Not saying he can't do it. Okay. He's a legend. Don't get me wrong. But I think he'll use that uh, to draw some heat down the way. Um, so. I like the swerve. I like the excitement at this big show, the way to start the uh, start the event. I just – I don't know. I don't want to bury the ROH championship. Not saying that Jericho won't do it, but to, to do it the way most of the ROH guys did in the past. Well, that makes sense. Yes. I would almost say right now it elevates the championship. I mean, Claudia was definitely the right person to have it as far as he represents everything ROH – stood for and, and they want to stand for. But if you're trying to get a TV deal, Chris Jericho's a big name. And, you he know, I'm looking, I'm looking across the board at the champions right now. Jericho's the world title. Samojo TV title. Daniel Garcia, the peer champion. FTR tag champions. That's pretty good. And, and, and I was – I started this on the DVR and I was catching up. Um, and maybe I didn't see the first couple seconds. Did they do the code of honor? Yes, uh, they shook hands, and Jericho pulled him close for a face to face. Then Jericho smacked him across the face. So okay. it was a code of honor, but yet Jericho kind of okay. dis disrespected it. I did like at the end of the match how the JS came out to celebrate. Garcia was in the background, and kind of you saw kind of a not a stare off, but kind of a distance between those two. I can't wait for that program. And for them to finally come head to head, maybe unify the Pure Championship and the ROH World Championship. You know, we're going to get that sports entertainer versus wrestler. I think that's where we're going, at least eventually. You didn't say sports entertainer right. You got to say it right, Tanner. Come on now. They're sports entertainers. <laughs> I can't. I can't do the daddy magic. I can only do it with the taste of the title. So, uh, hey. yeah. And we haven't we have we haven't heard much of ROH since the the last uh, pay per view. So 
I mean, I know we usually get a one of their big ones in January or February. I think it's first of the year type deal. Um, but I don't know. I think we need a little. Well, and I always, I always harp on AEW this, but like, there's got to be some storytelling. You know, we didn't have really much storytelling with Jericho and, and Claudio, but now we we got something. We got a foundation, so let's 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 build on that. Exactly. Um, I mean, my first thought when I saw Jericho win, because I thought Claudio was going to somehow win, even though I'm like, do they really want Jericho to have another loss? But right when I saw the one, two, three, and Jericho won, I thought right away, I'm like, they got to be close to the TV deal or got one made because I don't know. I just feel like Jericho wouldn't hold that title if it's not going to be on some big shows coming up. So, well, and you know, the next couple of weeks, it's going to be all over TBS and TNT. Yep. So, exactly. So, and it didn't R didn't ROH um, used to have a big pay per view in December every year? It was it December or January? I can't remember. It was a um, gosh, I'm gonna have to look it up now because it's gonna it bother me. I love how we all just go to look it up now. <laughs> um, let's see here. Good old Wikipedia. Um, final battle. Final battle. Yeah. Yeah, because we had death before dishonor, so it's final battle. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was uh, at the beginning. It was usually in the Hammerstein Ballroom. And then they started moving to other other venues. So. Yeah, and their other one was obviously Supercard, but that they would usually split with somebody. But so we will see where that where that goes. Um, the next match we got another championship match, and this one had been advertised for a couple weeks, and I think everybody kind of knew how this one was going to play out, but it was still fun to watch. Swerve and Our Glory was defending their tag titles against the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. And like Shep said, pop of the night. Well, there was two pops of the night within this match when the claim came out and Caster finally got on the mic to do his rap without Swerve Strickland interrupting. Um, this was a fun match. And I thought it was interesting the crowds booing Swerve but didn't boo Keith Lee. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's Keith Lee. He's know, limitless. But uh, they're over Swerve now. Well, Swerve's such a great heel. I mean, he's proven yeah. that over the last few weeks. He let him be a heel, let him run with it. Mm-hmm. So I um, really enjoyed this match. Had a lot of uh, good crowd chants in it. A lot of back and forth. A lot of good spots. Saw uh, Swerve go to hit. I believe it was Caster with the boombox, but he missed and hit Keith Lee. I'm like, there we go. That's going to set up that feud. Uh, we saw uh, Daddy Ass, Billy Gunn hit a Famouser on Swerve Strickland. We saw uh, Caster. looked like he buckled his knee. I think that was just all at work because he ended up finally hitting the mic drop at the end for the one, two, three, crowning new champions, the acclaimed, which I guess my only gripe is, and I'm, gl- I'm glad they won, but my only gri- gripe is it seems like the tag team titles are just getting thrown all over the place. Setting up for a good feud between uh, whoever the tag champs are going to be at the time when this feud starts and FTR. True. I'm biting my tongue right now because I don't want to say anything negative. Um, yeah, yeah. I, if FTs are going to take it off of somebody, we're going to take it off of acclaimed. Which 
two of them are over tag teams, so I don't know how you play that. Um, there is a tag team that I thought should put them over, but they're in Rancho Cucamunda playing with Timothy right now. So, uh, <laughs> no, you're I, right. I, don't know. I mean, I, I like the move. I like the move. Don't get me wrong. I like the move. Um, I think these guys deserve it. I think they work their, their tails off. They're over and they can perform. So, yes, love the move. Where do they go from here? I don't know. And then after the match, we saw the FTR and the and the Ass Boys. Maybe we'll we'll see them for a short program. And you know, you, you get a rematch clause with with the other guys. And yeah, I, it's just just there's no clear direction right now in the tag team titles. Um, but I, I I just hope they don't spoil this stuff because. Because they've been building FTR up so damn good, and, and you guys know how I feel about them. And they were right there, and then all of a sudden, this darn trios title comes in the picture, and all stuff breaks loose. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't blame them for striking the Iron Whites hot with the acclaimed. Because I think if they didn't do it tonight, when are you going to do it? And you need to get that Keith Lee Swerve Strickland feud started as well. So this was a good way to kind of plant the seeds, plant more seeds for that. But you're right, Shep. Like it, it seems like with the tag team division, it's kind of all been off the rails ever since Jeff Hardy's incident. When the Hardys were going to probably win that tag titles off Jurassic Express, they had a pivot, had the Young Bucks win it. Then you had what two or three week reign. Then Swerve and Our Glory took it off them. So. They've kind of had to make some changes on the fly with the tag division more so than other divisions. Yeah, they have. And, and then you also look like, and, and I know we got word about, what, four or five days ago, you know, Jeff's out of rehab and, and ready for a comeback. And, and, and I hope all well with that dude. I, I, I don't know if you – this sounds bad. But I don't know if you reward the guy with a comeback and, and they take the titles off acclaimed. I think that just buried the acclaimed. And you've got age, you got age versus beauty there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you're gonna take you're gonna take those young guys, and you don't want to bury them right off the bat. So, I don't I don't know what you do with the tag tag scene right now. Well, and I don't think you do that either, because I mean, what have they done with Matt Hardy since Jeff's been away? Nothing. Tried to tease that he was going to be broken, and then yeah. stopped teasing that he was going to be broken. Yeah. So. It's... And now he's super sensitive all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, don't say that. So it's uh, in, in the rankings. I thought it was interesting. FTR brought up the rankings tonight because Meltzer reported this week. AEW is kind of going away from the rankings. They're still there, but they're not putting the emphasis on the rankings like they were for the past few years. Yeah, wins still know. matter, just not as much. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I thought it was a good idea at the at the beginning, but then it kind of would give somebody a tile shot that wasn't in the top five anyway. So it's like, okay, if you're going to do that, why even have the rankings around? Yeah. So, uh, after, uh, the tag team title match, we saw Yuta come out with Tony Schiavone, which was advertised that he was going to speak, which I was kind of confused. I'm like, why are they speaking to Yuta? He's not the peer champion. He's part of the Blackpool combat club, but he doesn't have much going on. So, they're uh, trying to discuss some stuff, but then MGF's music hits. Big pop from the crowd. MGF oh, yeah. chant, chant um, starts. 
Uh, they go back and forth, and then uh, finally uh, Yuta smacks MJF. MJF hits Yuta, then hits Shivani. And then uh, we see uh, Morrissey, W. Morrissey appear, choking out Yuta until MGF nailed him with the Dynamite Diamond Ring. And then security comes out and breaks it up. So maybe we're going to get a little MGF-Yuta feud before MGF ultimately challenges uh, for the title? No. I just think it was something to something give to MJF something to do tonight. So why not? bring out somebody who's part of the Blackpool Combat Club, the only one not on the card for the night. Yeah. I kind of I kind of see both. I can kind of see a warm-up match um, that they tease and MJF comes down in the ring and says, nah, I'm not wrestling you. Mm-hmm. you know, I can kind of see something like that. Um, Yuta was a little better on the mic tonight than I, I've given him credit in the past. MJF was great on the mic. I love how he brought the real life situations of Daniel's Danielson's concussions, and he made a comment about William Regal and his and his substance abuse. And as soon as he said that, you know, he got slapped across. I loved it. Again, I love the real life aspect of, of these guys. Um, but the yeah. only thing I didn't like is Yuta pulled back before he ever even brought up the substance, so I knew who he was going to hit him. Right. Yeah, that's what I like about MJF. Like you mentioned, Shep, he he doesn't shy away from what's going on outside the outside the ring. And he had a great interview this week with Brandon Walker on wrestling on Barstool Sports. And if you haven't checked that out, I I would uh, suggest doing so. He talked about he's, a lot of things. He's a douche, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. Oh, and he he plays into this perfectly with the interview. I, I know. I used to really enjoy him, and then he got. I, and I listened to some of his other sports mm-hmm. betting stuff, and yeah. And he I, again, it's a gimmick. He plays it well. He makes a lot of money. And if anybody knows the the background story, how he got hired at Barstool because of Dave Portnoy betting with his, the company this guy used to represent, mm-hmm. it's an awesome story. Uh, it's one of those great deals, but. And again, I'm I'm going on a tangent. I'm good at this, guys. That's why I don't like uh, Big Cat. Okay, Big Cat can is an awful interview. He had Jim Ross. If you go back two years ago, he had Jim Ross on there, and the interview could have been so good. And those guys just are, ah. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No. Anyway, Brandon Rocker. Wrestling is a pretty good podcast. To the point, the one with Eddie King, Eddie Kingston is amazing. Mm. Um, Eddie Kingston is amazing. Uh, and, and FTR's on there, and there's, there's one with Orange Cassidy, blah, blah, blah. But just Brandon Walker just gets under my skin. Oh, he, he, he's letting the, the king of college football gimmick go a little too little too long. Then he tries to rip a shirt the other night when Mississippi State lost to LSU. I, I get it. I'm, I'm right there with you. But I do enjoy his interviews with Rasslin. MJF was really entertaining. I mean, he talked about everything from CM Punk to 2024 to getting more money from Tony Khan. I mean, to be engaged, recently engaged. So he hit on everything. It was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, like I said, the interviews are good. Just sometimes the way you act is just sure. asinine. Sure. But, but I hate uh, which he represents. So whatever. That's uh, what I was Sorry, Paul. No, 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 no. You're fine. I, I was just going to bring up before we moved on from this segment. Did Shivani forget how to take a bump after all yes. these years? Because the that mullet. was an awful fall. 
Oh, Conrad gave him crap on Twitter. I'm sure they'll talk <laughs> about sure. what happens when next week. So yeah, because I mean, he just like down to his knees and then onto his stomach, and uh... the mullet got in the way, guys. Yep. <laughs> was it the mullet or was it the diamond earrings? Well, I mean, wait a minute. Over the last like three to four weeks, what, what, this mullet's come out of nowhere. Because mullets are back in style. It's getting aggressive. We know a guy who started wearing a mullet and everybody else liked it, so they started doing it. Don't give Chris Don't tell him I gave him any credit. (laughs) No no Jim Ross on the commentary tonight. No. No. I will see him I think we'll see him Friday night. Yeah. Probably. It's kind of been two hour yeah, two hour rampage Friday night, which ten to midnight. I think your boy Eddie Kingston's gonna smack the piss out of Sammy Guevara. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I hope I can stay up that late. I'm old. I know. No, I'm right there <laughs> with too. you. I yeah. I kind of dozed off one match tonight, and I I was telling Paul before I he, I saw his text 14 minutes later. I'm like, what's he talking about? And I had to go on Twitter. Oh, we'll we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. So, uh, um, speaking of Guevara, before we go any further, uh, your guys' thoughts on the rumor that he's the next one out the door? I think he just played it up for his vlog to get ratings. Yeah, okay. I, I saw the vlog and and I've I've seen dirt sheets basically, and I don't I don't see that happening. You know, him and what's her face because her Ty Mello, whatever. They're they're the mixed champions of AAA. Um, so I don't. I mean, if he's gonna leave, there's only one place he's gonna go at this point, and so. He can't go to that place with her or with another belt. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to get your input before we moved on. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. If he did, I think he'd be a great fit and impact. But I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll go there though. So, it'd be a, probably a. He ruined his chance of impact a couple of years ago. That's if you true. I forgot about that during the pandemic when he kind of no showed. I forgot. Yeah. Never mind. I take that back. Yep. He was a little bigger for his uh, yeah. bigger than for his wrestling boots at the time, and yeah, I forgot about that. that. Didn't work out very well. Yeah, that was that weird partnership that didn't really pan out. Besides the uh, Christian becoming the Impact World Champion on the the first Rampage last year, besides that, it didn't work out that well. No. Okay. We saw a backstage pre-tape um, in which uh, Trina is going to be competing against Jade Cargill. They have a stare down, so eh, I'm kind of over the Jade Cargill and the baddies backstage tapes. You noticed that you bleeped out the S word for her, didn't you? Again, yeah. But they let her say bitch. Whatever, whatever. Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, they're getting a little more strict, I guess. Apparently, only uh, Jericho can say the S word now. Well, are we back to remember when Dynamite began in 2019? They were supposed to only get like one per episode yeah. so chuck taylor always wanted to be the one to say it he never got to <laughs> he tried yeah we then got the all atlantic championship match tonight was just a night full of championships which is great i mean a good way to pop a good rating pack the fiend against orange cassidy a rematch from if you remember orange's first singles match in aw revolution 2020 which was a heck of a match a uh, pretty good match tonight back and forth pack had a go into depths that I don't think he thought he was going to have to do to beat Orange. That included uh, grabbing the uh, ring bell or the hammer for the ring bell and smacking Orange with it to get the win, which Bryce Rimsberg 
knew something happened, but he couldn't tell what it was, so we just let it happen. Yeah, can can we talk about the little moment between Bryce and Pac? That was just hilarious, in my opinion. You know, he said, what, what'd you hit him with? Uh, uh, elbow. elbow. Yeah, yeah. Shake it off. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I've always, I've never been a big uh, orange fan. I'm not either. Yeah. I, I still coin pockets. <laughs> Thanks to Jim Cornette. Um, but he's, he kind of won me over tonight. I thought this was a really good match for both of them. And and going into this match, after watching the first two, you know, we, we heard comments from Tony Khan that you're going to see something that you have never seen on TV before. And I got to thinking, with, with an un- unexpected title change at the start, we kind of saw the second title change coming. I'm going, holy cow, these are all title matches. We're going to see all new title holders tonight. That's what we're going to see. Because, you know, the way Tony talked on the interviews this week, whether it's busted open or, or wherever, I'm like, he really said we're going to see some new stuff. So towards the end of this match, I'm going, holy cow, we're going to see it. And I'm like, Orange put up a performance where I could see him kind of doing this. And then I really like the finish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do make Pac the heel and, and Pac's great. But but then it, then it kind of made me think, like, okay, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed Pockets, the way he performed. But then it's like, what the heck was Tony Khan talking about? Getting people to watch. Getting people to I, watch. Yeah. And I kind of thought for a second Orange might pull it off towards the end because I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm trying to think of the next contenders for all these titles. And we saw last week all ego Ethan Page wants to win that all-land title. I'm like, okay, he's a heel. It might make sense for Orange to win face against heel. But then with Pat Pac retaining, then, well, that's out the window for a little while. Yeah. Again, one of, one of my favorite matches on the card tonight. Yeah, it was a good one. I mean, it was yeah. – I liked their match back at 2020 Revolution, so I knew it was probably going to deliver. And, you know, Shep, to answer your question, maybe uh, Tony was talking about the fact that Pac had to use the bell hammer to put Orange Cassidy away because he couldn't do it by himself. Because we've it's never true. really seen Pac struggle that bad on television. You're right. And I like kind of how Pac's like a baby face with the death triangle from the trios, but then now kind of a heel with so in singles. So he's kind of he's kind of the tweener right there. He's just the bastard. Yeah. So, yep. We then got a uh, four-way match for the AW inter- interim Women's World Championship, Tony Storm defending against Athena, Serena Deeb, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, knew this was going to be a good one, but this was one I kind of accidentally doze off. <laughs> this is what I doze off, and I woke up right when the main event was starting. I'm like, whoops, what happened? And saw Paul's text and had to go on Twitter to see the result in a shocking debut tonight. Um, I knew, I didn't think Tony Storm would lose this. I was like, there's no way they're going to have her only yeah. have a belt for a month or so. But I was interested who she was going to pin. And they had her pin Britt clean. So I always kind of judge it by the entrance. And the only one that kind of had a different entrance was Athena with the new makeup. And, I, and I've always been a fan of hers. So obviously, if you look at the last 
pay-per-view, I wanted her to be. <laughs> I guess it'd be I really weird for, her, for, for her to lose to Jay, then turn around and win the, you know, leapfrog. Yeah, yeah, put it down. I don't want to dislocate your shoulder, Tanner. Uh, <clears throat> so, like, I kind of looked at those entrances. I'm thinking, okay, all right, I can see that. Um, but, again, it, it was – no real storytelling in this match. So it's like, yeah, you got to put Tony back over. And I, mm -hmm. and that one spot towards the end, which I'm sure you're going to talk about, but pretty sure she smashed her nose again and it's broken again. I was actually in the process because I wasn't sure where you were at and getting caught up at that point. I uh, was in the process of texting Tanner until we had a debut that said, you know, I think Britt has bled more in the company than anybody else apart from Cody and Dustin. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get any blood out of the main event tonight, which those two guys are usually good for it. So. And how about Brits? Uh, I she comes out with the ring gear. I'm like, she's paying honor to Cody Rhodes last year at at Grand Slam when he wore the Homelander gear against Malachi. She had almost identical things, just not the what thirty foot long cape he had or yeah. whatever last right. year. Yeah. But right when she came out, I'm like, that's got to be like. A tip of the hat to Cody or something, but um, and then to bleed in yeah. a big match and get pinned cleanly that just surprised me. That that's that's a few different times the last few weeks they've had Britt take a clean loss, so because she didn't have Hater with her. Well, speaking of that, after the match, uh, Britt's attacking Tony Storm, but Hater comes out, ends up reuniting with Britt. They attack Athena uh, and Tony Storm while they're dominating them, uh, but all of a sudden. Soraya makes her debut in AEW, formerly known as Paige in WWE. Huge reaction from the crowd. Heels back down, and uh, she says, this is my house. So uh, this is a big gift for AEW. I, another really talented woman to a women's division. We haven't seen Soraya in the ring for I don't know how many years. Five? Six? Yeah, because yeah, Vince wouldn't clear her, even though the doctors had cleared her. She had some, she had some neck issues, right? Yeah, yeah. She came back briefly, I think, for like one match, and then um, I, I won't mention uh, a certain person who's has the initials SB, who at the time was botching a lot of her stuff, hit her and dropped her and took her right back out of action. It was, and it was at a house show, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't even a TV show. It was a house show. Yep. So, um. Yeah, I've listened to a, she is uh she got released from WWE six seven months ago, and she's done some podcasts. She's done some. I know she was a part of Ric Flair's last match weekend and, and did some interviews there, and and she was talked about her her health, her mental health, her sobriety, and that she was in a really darn good place. Um, she did. She did one with R Renee Paquette, and her, her and Renee are really, really good friends. And it was a really good podcast or a really good interview. Um, so to see her healthy, yeah, she looked good. She looked good. Um, I, I, she got a hell of a pop. If, if she can, if she's been in the ring training, obviously behind the scenes with us, nobody really knowing, and she's ready to rock. Hey. She she can go she can go even even before her injuries she was uh, 
she was very, very good. Obviously, she grew up doing it. I think her first match was at 13 or something like that against her mom. Yeah. So, Yeah. And I know a few months back she was on record in the interview saying the one match, like kind of her dream match was against Britt Baker. So it looks like they're going to probably make that happen, which can make some money. Oh, yeah. So, but good to, good to see her back on television. Excited to see her back in the ring. And I saw a tweet tonight at Chuckle saying that uh, we're just missing Renee Paquette now from having AEW backstage. Yeah, I saw that too. It's, like, that's pretty yeah. good. it's true. It's I like, saw wow. that too. Wow. Yeah, that show was interesting when when it was on Fox Sports 1. Yeah. Least. Yeah. We then got the main event tonight for the AEW World Championship. John Moxley versus Brian Dan- Danielson. Blackpool Combat Club stable mates. Uh, this match was freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Every second of it. It was hard hitting. I mean, chop after chop, some stiff shots, some great submissions, some great holds, a lot of close calls. I mean, there was three different times I thought the match was over. And Danielson found a way to kick out every time. And then I thought Danielson was going to make Mox Smith. And then the finish of the match was fun. We saw Mox hit a death driver, which now he's doing a death driver more so than a paradigm shift. Yeah. I saw the death driver on the uh, on the uh, entrance way, and then that makes Danielson roll clear into the ring. Um, and then uh, Danielson managed to find a label lock. He got himself out, and they, they brought up the stage. Well, that's when Moxley delivered a death driver. My fault. Then he locked in a sleeper hold. Danielson tried to reverse out of that, but Moxley kept it locked in. Finally, Danielson just faded out. So... Another loss for Danielson, but another one where he doesn't get pinned. Yeah. And he didn't tap. And he didn't tap. And he did Mox, ta- Moxley's yeah. the first three-time AW World Heavyweight Champion. And, you know, honestly, if we didn't just have Mox as interim champion, I think Danielson would have walked away champion tonight. But I feel with the pay-per-view just happening, a lot of people said TK should never have given it to Punk not to mention the backstage stuff that went down after the pay-per-view. I kind of felt that they were just giving it back to Moxley as a, here we fucked up. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> just had to put explicit on, on this episode now. Thanks, Paul. Um, uh, yeah. Hey, just kind of rolled off the tongue there. Sorry. <laughs> no, Moxley is the face of AEW. Um, yeah. I mean, he's proven that time and time again. That's why when Tony's in a heart- the guy has his back up against the corner. Here, Mox, get us out of this, and that's what he keeps doing. Um, you know, they, they there was a report on Fightful today before uh, Dynamite started that they had another backstage meeting today. Um, it's kind of becoming a regular thing, and they said the vibes backstage have been higher the last three weeks than they've been in a long time, which is good. And I think Mox is definitely one of those locker room leaders leading that. Um, I mean, he. This was a guy who was supposed to be off for six weeks. He wasn't supposed to be come back until a special Tuesday night Dynamite in Cincinnati next month. Um, but he's like, "Nope, nah, I'm gonna put that to the side. My company needs me. I'm ready to rock." Um, so I think this is setting up for a program of Moxley versus MJF, which is a callback to their program in All Out 2020. But now MJF's more mature, and I think ultimately we see MJF take the title off Mox. Mm-hmm. I agree. There was there was a little bit of me that thought <clears throat> Brian would go over. Only reason being, okay, Mox had a scheduled six week off. 
the the stuff happened at the media scrum, he says, "Hey, look, I'm gonna put this company on my back. I'm gonna come back for two, three weeks, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put your champion over because that's what I do. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the belt on on Brian, and then I'll go have a, a three week vacation instead of a six week, you know, take one for the team type deal. So I kind of had that vibe, especially with Mox coming out first." Um, I know interests used to be that way, but not not so much that today. So I had a little bit of that feeling. Um, great match, don't be wrong. I don't know. I, again, I'm a huge Mox fan. Um, I don't know. I, I almost looking in the long run. I almost kind of, I think I think we should put the belt on Brian. It's my opinion. It was a great match. Don't be wrong. Not you know not taking any away from any one of those guys. I just think, man, I, if you looked at the start of the match when they were doing some technical wrestling and they, they panned up to MJF and he had a stone look on his face, like, holy cow, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do what Danielson's doing right now. Like, he's better than me. I'm not going to tell you that, but he's better than me. Um, I almost thought, okay, Danielson's going to technical wrestle MJF and, and, and shock him. Kind of wanted to see that a little bit, but we didn't get that. Yeah, it could and be, then, could and be. you know, every other pan, when a big move hit, he laughed. He, yeah. he, he chuckled. But the first part, when they started that match and it was technical, he was stone-faced. He had no no expression. And that could be a few we get down the road if MGF does take the title off Mox. Um, so I think Danielson will eventually be a champion before it's all said and done in AEW. Um, sure. But yeah, I think uh, I think it would be good to eventually give it to MJF. I mean, he's a young guy. I'm gonna call him an AEW original, even though I know he was with MLW and some other places. But everybody started somewhere. Um, he wasn't a WWE, ex WWE guy, I should say. So no, nothing against MLW. Yeah, good shows, but yeah, they were they were kind of independent. Yeah, Court Bauer does what he can there, but. Um, so, yeah, I think I, it'll be a really interesting program. I mean, they kind of tipped it their hat last week when MJF had a huge promo, and the whole time he pretty much talks about Moxley. Then at the end he's like, that goes for you too, Jericho and Danielson. It's like, all right, you spent the majority of time talking about Moxley. I kind of know where this is going. But, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I Now, my question for you guys is, do they do wait and do this at full gear in November, or do they do it at a special Dynamite next month? Well, you said you said there was a dynamite in Cincinnati. Yeah, Tuesday night dynamite, which is, I think, because of the MLB playoffs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Stupid pro sports. Yeah, at least they don't have to uh, change as much as they did when uh, the NBA playoffs on TNT. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there just may be if uh, a couple times, uh, you know, when Tanner and I aren't on talking terms during the uh, postseason, <laughs> so. <laughs> Both your teams are going to make the postseason, and from the looks of it, yeah. And then, uh, and they're my, set to my, face my, each my other. Team, my team will get knocked out, and then they'll fire their manager. So, yeah. <clears throat> hey, if your team gets knocked out, they're going to get knocked out by my team. Hopefully, if we can make it past round one, could happen. Hey, didn't your team, Paul, just change their name for the fourteenth time? Uh, third time. Okay. They were spiders, then they were Indians to honor 
one of their uh, best all-time players, and and then somebody, some person, we, we won't name names, said, I don't like that, that defensive. So we became the Guardians. Paul's sports teams changes their names and, and even change their cities more times than Paul loses this championship. So. Oh. Hey, you know what? We went to Baltimore once. We came back. We just needed a break. <laughs> true, true. A little tangent there, a little tangent there. But yeah. uh, fun show tonight. I thought it was really good. I thought it delivered. Um, I'm sure there's people out there in IWC complaining about stuff, but I thought it was a really fun show. Always. I got one complaint. That stupid entryway with the taxi cab. That kept <laughs> that going was annoying. It kept like when Yuda was on top of MJF, it looked like they were moving because it yes. was moving. <laughs> yes. Like, why? Like, I get it. Like, at the start, but that guy, like, every 45 seconds, that damn yellow taxi cab was <laughs> on <to> the stage. <laughs> That's a good point. A little it's New York. A little distracting. But uh, we got a two-hour rampage on Friday night, and I'm looking at the card. Holy cow, this is a stacked card, too. Uh, we're going to have Action Bronson and Hook against uh, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, and Cool Hand Ange, Angela Parker. Good to see Daddy Magic back healthy. First time in a while. So um, they say. We're going to see Sting and Darby against the House of Black's Buddy Matthews and Brody King in a no-DQ match. I'm thinking... I kind of like what Shep said not too long ago. Is this where we see Darby and Sting kind of split off and one of them joins the House of Black? I think it'd be good. As the new leader? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Malachi is not coming back, I don't think. I know. Fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to get Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara, so finally putting an end to that feud. Going to see Hangman Adam Page and who else is involved? Jay Lethal. Penta and Lance Archer, who hasn't been on TV in God knows how long, in a golden ticket battle royale. There's some more names in there than that. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lance Archer did the uh, G1. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And Those was semi successful in that. Like, they didn't bury him. They obviously didn't. He obviously didn't win, but he had some pretty, pretty good matches and some good positivity coming out of that. Uh, which he was with New Japan before. Um, but, yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. So, I mean, obviously, what was that, like 24 matches in 30 days those guys yeah. do or something crazy like that? Yeah. Probably had a little bit of a break and coming back to the States. So Those were the four I saw on the graphic for the golden ticket. And, and maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but what mm-hmm. is this golden ticket thing? Is this it's like a, a contender type deal? Yes, it's an opportunity uh, to be number one contender for a future title shot. Okay. So we're going to have a new number one contender for a future title shot before the current number one contender with a future title shot they gets like his shot. That. They like it. It'll probably yeah. be a special dynamite in, in October. Um, Tony was explaining that on Busted Open or Wrestling Today at Barstool. Okay. How he can sanction a match anytime he wants with MJF with the with the casino chip, and then the casino battle royale was that guy can almost do it whenever he wanted, almost like a money in the bank. Okay. I don't know. That's one thing I wish they would have done before this week was explain how that chip works 
Because I was still confused the whole time. Like, does he have to say when he's going to use it for a match, or can he cash it in whenever, like the money in the bank? That's that's one thing AEW needs to kind of, like, a little nitpicks for me. They need to kind of put some put some ties on those. And in that in that battle royal, I think ten is it Preston Vance is in that. Okay. Uh, Evil Uno's in there. Uh, I'm trying to find it and I can't. There's some. If, if anybody's watching the uh, uh, being an elite before, we haven't had it in for a couple of weeks. Um, it's on coming after ten there. Right. Um, almost can kind of see something comes down to him and Hangman or Hangman or something like that. And uh, I think Preston Vance is a heck of a performer, so. Um, I'd like to see him a little bit more. Yeah, I'd like to see it give, the, especially if whoever wins this isn't going to win because of MJF, you know, being the true number one contender. I kind of like to see it be a younger town or somebody who kind of needs a little push. I mean, as much as I like Hangman, I don't want to see him win this. So, I can I can kind of see, <clears throat> you know, something like it comes down to him and 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 Vance. That'd be fun. And. Uh, I don't know. Johnny Hungry tries to help and cost Hangman or something like that because I think that dude is super entertaining. Yeah. Well, yeah. I went to try to look up uh, the the match card and unfortunately came across spoilers. I hate spoilers. Uh, yeah, because it's going and it right wasn't labeled right spoilers. That's the one right thing now. that really got me as I started looking and I went, "Whoa, no!" So yeah. I'm not going to say what I saw. That's not live on Friday. No. No. And it's a nine o'clock start time with being two hours instead of. Oh, I thought it said ten. I think it's nine. I thought it said ten too. Well, it's rare that Paul and I agree. Yeah, I thought Meltzer. Meltzer tweeted Friday, September third, ten nine central. All right, Meltzer. Maybe Meltzer was talking about nine central time. Uncle Dave, he's he's out there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And we also got to get Jade Cargill defending the TBS championship against Diamante. Ray Phoenix is going to go against Jungle Boy, or Jack Perry, as I want to call him. Um, Ricky Starks is going to go against Powerhouse Hobbs. And we're going to get a fun team of Wardlow and Samoa Joe against Tony Nese and Josh Woods. War Joe. War Joe, yeah. Ward Which, Joe. Not sure how I feel about that. Which that was. I, I... Go ahead. I, I could care less about Tony Nese. I really like Josh yeah. Woods. I uh, I would love to see Claudio and Wardlow have a little program for the TNT title. Man, Josh Woods Claudio could be really good, too. That could be good, too, yeah. Josh Woods is one of those guys that ROH developed from the ground up, and I don't, I don't think the guy can speak very well on the mic, but I think he could be a heck of a technical wrestler. Um, he, he was in contention with that pure title before they dissolved and stuff like that. So um, he was he was right there with uh, – I think him and Silas Young were together, which I really enjoy Silas Young. I don't know whatever happened to him. I know he had a couple AEW little mm-hmm. appearances. But yeah, I, re- I, I think Josh Wood could be really, really good. Yeah, they they definitely got some good ROH talent on the roster. That's why I'm really hoping that TV deals coming sooner than later, streaming whatever wherever they end up. Yeah, yeah. All right. With all that said, what are you guys uh, given as a ranking for the, a rating for tonight's show? Shep, go ahead. I've usually been pretty tough 
in the last couple of weeks when you guys have asked me this, but uh, super entertained, great matches, couple surprises. Soraya's back, huge pop. Um, we didn't get a Captain Insano. Got a tease on Twitter, Tony. All day long about Captain Insano. Yeah. Uh, not that I would care about that, but anyways. Um, going to be one of my higher shows. I'm going 8.7. I should have gone first. That was the exact <laughs> rating I was going to give it. So I'll go 8.6. <laughs> Just so we don't agree cuz we don't we don't want to do that. Uh but yeah, it was a solid show. It was hot from start to finish. Uh it was nice to see a hot crowd for a change, especially with the way the internet's been treating pro wrestling here lately, not even just AEW, but pro wrestling as a whole. Which I just don't get. I, I mean, Twitter's a toxic pool more times than not, but I think wrestling's great right now. There's so many options of great wrestling to watch. Yeah. I don't I don't get it, but yeah, whatever. I, I agree with you. I think social media can be very, very toxic, no matter what platform you enjoy. Um, but if you enjoy professional wrestling, yeah, even even the Triple uh, H regime is oh, it's a lot better than what it was. Starting to turn, start turn the course, man. Yep, it really is. It and is. Yep. Like I said, I I, I I know we're going down a rabbit hole, but at nine three on Monday night, guess I tuned in. Mm-hmm. They teased it. Guess what? Tomorrow is nine twenty three. So, anyways, Friday, that's a whole Friday. Number, but Friday, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's already Thursday in Chef's head. Leave it yeah, alone. It's close. We're getting there. <laughs> I, mean, I guess. I guess today is Wednesday. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I told you in his head it was Thursday. But but literally, when it comes to pro wrestling, there you can find something every night to mm-hmm. watch throughout the week. And I mean, yeah. Impact, Impact's putting on good shows. They just they're on the worst damn channel out there, and you can't find it. So I mean, it's, it's between bass fishing and pike fishing. Something we don't know. Access, access TV. So, yeah. um, no, it's 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 all good stuff. But of course, you got native people out there who just like to be miserable. And people have loved to be negative on social media when oh nobody knows who they are. Yep, yep. So, well, my rating tonight, I'll be the highest one tonight. I'll go eight nine. Um, I don't have much to pick on tonight at all. Um, very fun dynamites. This is exactly what I want a big dynamite to be. Um, you know, I thought a few weeks ago on the on the the go home dynamite was pretty weak for uh, all out, but everything after all out with all that backstage melee or brawl out as people are calling it or whatever you want to call it now, whatever it's going to be known in the accolades, um, they're putting on a good product. I think the focus has shifted back to where it needs to be. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wrestler of the night. You you first, Paul. I don't want to take your thunder. All right. All right. Um, You know what? I'm going to do a tag team, and I'm going to go the acclaimed. Um, Homegrown talent. uh, First homegrown talent that I know of to win the tag titles. Jurassic Express. Are we calling them homegrown? Jurassic Express had a following before they got to AEW. Oh, that's fair. Um, but still, okay. Second, um, well, you know, Caster and Bowens were in 
NXT. Okay, and MJF was a security guard in WWE. Uh, when are we going to see him shove Samoa Joe and go, that's payback for all those years ago? It's never going to happen. We're going to ignore that portion of it, okay? I hope they don't. I hope they don't. <laughs> um, but I, these guys deserve the tag titles. They're over. They weren't over when they started. They were hated. They a lot of heat for what Caster was saying on the mic, and he's won over Tony Khan. He's won over the fans. I think it's time, even if it's only the three-week title reign. They deserve it. Man, it's not who I thought you were going to pick. Um, Who'd you think I was going to pick? Let's go with that. I thought you picked somebody in the main event. Okay. So I had I had already told myself I was not going to pick anybody in the main event. So I'm, I'm going to hold to this, and you guys can record this. I'm sure it's going to be obviously recorded. Write it down in the history books. My wrestler of the night. Pockets, Orange Cassidy. Oh, all right. Paul's taking the taking the loser for his wrestler of the night. I was I was thoroughly entertained by him tonight, and I thought he put on a heck of a match. There was in the tag match. There was a couple miss spots. Um, in that first match, I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't thinking. Claudio or Jericho could be wrestler of the night being lead off. And then when I, when I watched that match with, with Cassie, I'm like, holy cow, this guy thoroughly entertained me and put on one hell of a show. So tonight, he's my wrestler of the night. I like it. Great reasoning for it. September 21st, 2022. The time is 11, 12 PM. <laughs> there it's officially on the record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Chris Jericho. Uh, he's now eight-time world champion for his career. If you had told me last year that Chris Jericho was going to be the ROH champion come September 21st, 2022, I'd been like, what are you smoking? That's never going to happen. So just pretty cool. Another accomplishment for his career, and I'm anxious to see where it's going to go. So, so if we look back, Jericho is held uh, – Belt from WCW won the world championship, but he was cruiserweight. I know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he did any tag. I don't know. If he, did he ever get a U.S. title? I don't think so. Not in WCW. Did. I don't. If think. he did U.S. title, was it, I know he was U.S. title in WWE. Yeah, I know he was European title. I know he's intercontinental title, and obviously world world. Um, and the first ever undisputed champion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, obviously first AEW champion. Um, so yeah, and, and I don't think the guy, and and I could be wrong, but I don't think he ever, ever, ever competed in ROH. At any Not point, that I'm aware of. He was in ECW before mm-hmm. he went to WCW. Um, yeah, WCW picked him right out of ECW. But yeah, he he's never had a chance to go through ROH. ROH when ROH was starting, he was already in WCW or, or, or WWF at the time. So, I mean, if you would have said in two thousand and two, Chris Jericho would have been the ROH champion at some point, we all would have made fun of you. So 
Yeah. It's actually cool that we get to witness that. Oh, He's, absolutely. He has uh, won 30 championships in his career. But but this is the first ROH, correct? Yeah, yep. You, as you're reading through 30 of them. <laughs> Yeah, because he's he's held championships in WWF, WCW, ECW, WWE, now uh, AEW, and now ROH, and yeah. New Japan. Yeah, I was gonna say he had something in New Japan too. Having New Japan was it Junior Heavyweight? Um, let's see here. God, he's got like the longest <laughs> accolades ever here. Um, well, yeah. He's Chris Jericho. He won the U.S. Uh, U.S. Heavyweight over. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm getting that wrong. He won uh, the. Uh, he won the Intercontinental over there. Hmm. He beat Naito. Because hmm. he was the first person to hold both Intercontinental titles from WWE and New Japan. Hmm. ROH will never, ever be the same again. So, so let's, let's fast forward five years. So it's 2027, 2028. Jericho's retired. He's done. You think he won't wrestle when he's 58? Uh, okay, let's just go 60. Well, at one point in time, does, does WWE have to put him in the Hall of Fame or reach out to him? And give him the offer. Because if they do and he turns it down, you know it's going to hit the dirt sheets. <laughs> um, I think as soon as his AEW contract's up. I think as soon as he's done being an active wrestler, even if he's got a backstage role with AEW, I think he gets the call. Because cause he and Vince are still close. I mean, mm -hmm. heck, you got to remember last year, he, he was on a Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah. He was. So, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, but does Vince have a say anymore? Uh, I'm guessing he does, but not, not of course, near what he is. Because I guess yeah. that is one guy, Jericho, that is closer with Vince than he is with uh, Paul Levesque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, random thought. I saw, I read it today uh, in, in 2023 here. Your thoughts of Vince McMahon getting inducted in the Hall of Fame? He'll never take it, I don't think. No. He no. should be in the hall. I just don't. I think. Well, he's yeah, he should be, it. but he he's won't. To do it. Not now. Not now. Not now. Now, maybe if things were the way they were two years ago, he might have taken it. But now he's just going to go look. It just feels wrong. All right. Now I know we're on a little tangent here, and we're getting off the AW we're, topic. We're really good at this, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. This is what podcasting is all about. I heard this on another podcast today. They're predicting. They're making predictions for next year. Who do you think is going to win the 2023 Royal Rumble? <laughs> wow. I think it's got to be Cody Rhodes, right? Cody Rhodes, yeah. I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Cody. Uh, no. Only reason is because if, if uh, Roman keeps both belts, they're in L.A. next year. It's supposed to be him versus The Rock. Right. Surprise entrance number 30. Which, the Rock. I think they need to find a way to get one of those belts off him without him losing. Have it be like a triple threat or, I don't know, something. Because 
I still don't even like the idea of him and The Rock for a title because we know The Rock's not winning the title. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 because we it's going to be a one-off. Yeah. So. Uh, well, hey, we all know that when when Rock won the title off of Cena. He didn't win well. it off of Cena. He won the WrestleMania match. He won off Punk at the Royal Rumble the following year. Sorry. Which was stupid. It was that restart match and uh but but no yeah. you're right that night i didn't think he was going over cena i didn't see a whole nother year long program that was when the once in a lifetime match became two years in a row yeah but, um i mean we're gonna get roman reigns versus the rock at some point right and we're all, we're all gonna tune in and watch um because we take the rock out of the picture cody's obviously the the, yeah. the lead runner um did anybody did anybody feel that the curb stomp from Mox was a shot to the face to Seth Rollins tonight? I loved it. I'm glad oh, you yeah. brought it up because I forgot to. I loved it. Yeah, like when he did that, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that little that little shot to old uh, Seth Rollins got a good there. pop from the crowd too. Yeah, he it, he's done a couple of things here lately that have been shots at the Shield. I feel he's not going anywhere. Tony no, will, Tony will. Empty the bank account to keep mm-hmm. us around. So no, no. Well, well. Here's the thing. And if you ever listen to any interviews with Mox, Mox could give two you nuts. You know what's about money? Yes, money is is good. But he like look up until like I think six or seven months ago, and Renee told on him that dude was driving a broken down truck that he's had for like ten years. And finally, it broke down, and Renee made him go buy a new truck. Mm-hmm. I don't want this piece of junk. We get a new truck. Yeah, like this dude. And I remember when he talked about his book on Renee's podcast, which I have. Uh, I've read about. I think I've read about half of that book so far. Yeah, I've, I've read it. Yeah, it's good. yeah, it's a good yeah, book. It's a book. Um, I mean, that dude is just—he's not about like I wear boots or my my. Under Armour combat boots or whatever he wears, and blue jeans to the, to the gym. Like that's just me. I'm not, I don't care. I don't care what you think about him. He's he's pretty real. So yeah, and I think I saw at one point uh, shortly before they announced that Renee was pregnant, they were still living in an apartment. Yeah, they they, they had a house in in Vegas. Um, yep. Which if you watched. You're gonna laugh at me if you watched the Total Divas back yeah. in the day, and it had mocks on it. It was just a, you know, it wasn't anything. But it was just a little house, and they were in Vegas, outside outside of Vegas, and then, you know, they packed up, and she she uh, documented her trip in a motorhome with a newborn from Vegas to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why why Mox was in was in uh, rehab, but. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure money is a is a factor for him, but his overall happiness is is all that dude cares about, which you you got to appreciate. Um, so, yeah. You know, the only guy, going back to the rumble real quick before you wrap this up, the only other guy that would make an unbelievable story, I just I don't think it will happen from a medical standpoint, is if Big E could get cleared with his neck and come back and win. But I, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Every everything I've read about him is he's not. He might never wrestle again. Right. Right. As, as negative as that may sound. Right. Um, 
but I agree with you. Big E would be a would be a uh, would be a big pop. Because I don't think he got a yeah. fair shot in his first title ring. So. No, he didn't. It was just uh, the the people are mad at us because we don't have a black champion. Oh, hey, Big E, here, take a belt. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like well, look what they did with Kofi Mania. I mean, yeah. it was fun while it lasted, but then they had him squashed in eight seconds by Brock on the first SmackDown on Fox. So, it, and when it comes to stuff like that, I'm over Brock. I really am over Brock. I'm over Goldberg. All of the, yeah, all Gold Goldberg is the one for me too. It's like the documentaries and stuff have been cool on him, and like you know, getting to know him now as a family man. But it's like he's just there for the payday. I mean, so is Brock, mm-hmm. but he's really there for the payday. He doesn't give a crap. And it, it, like the whole Saudi show with him going over the thing and winning the title, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm I'm done with that guy. It it sounds really bad because I've never been a big fan of either one of these dudes, and now they're in, dabbling into professional wrestling. But I'd rather see Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul oh, than Roman. Jesus. Brock or Roman Reigns versus uh, Goldberg. Um, uh, I'm just not a big fan of those dudes, but I mean, as long as I don't see Goldberg on TV, I guess it's okay. And Logan Paul signed a contract. He's going to be around. We're right. going to see him on television. So. Right. Don't roll your eyes at me, Paul. I, I don't like Logan Paul. Sorry. I don't, I don't like know many people who do. Yeah. I mean, actually, I'm I'm so hoping that, and I and I don't know if anybody follows MMA, but Silva, Nate Nate Diaz just finished his contract with UFC with a dominant victory. Um, I'm really hoping nothing against Silva. I'm really hoping Jake Paul beats him, and we set up a Diaz Logan or Jake Paul fight, which the interviews on that are going to be amazing. And then I really hope. Diaz just goes out humbling him um, because Diaz puts on some of the best interviews out there. And when I say best interviews, it's not like the professional wrestling interviews where they get you hooked. Just the stuff that comes out of his mouth and he's so out in left field and he's so stoned. Let's just be honest. Kind of like punk, punk after all out. Uh, <laughs> man, he made me I mean, yeah, Punk had the munchies eating them. I, I, I meant out of left field. I didn't mean because Punk's oh. straight edge, so I didn't mean that. Oh, but yeah, out of left field, like, didn't see that I, coming. I, I think Punk was drinking lemon soda water or whatever. He brought a six pack with him, but well, was that that um, was that that um, drink that Mox got sponsored for, like that that fitness beer stuff that's like non alcoholic. Yeah. So it was, uh, oh, God, I looked it up. It, it, it basically is a hop water. It, it's hops that are in beer uh, with a with the seltzer, I, I believe. Um, like, I know Mox talked about it the first show. He came back and, and worked for GCW. He came back and wanted to have a beer with the guys, and he had hop water. You know, the, the guys had beers or whatever, and, and maybe that's what, what uh, Punk was uh, – or drinking with his Wendy's Bakery, which I've looked up Wendy's Bakery, and they don't deliver to Rochester. <laughs> now, now, and they're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, yes, they are. 
and, and you brought up GCW. Uh, Mox is going to face Nick Gage. Does you watch more GCW than I do? Does Mox, and maybe he hasn't been AEW champion before when he's been on their shows, does he bring the AEW title with him when he's no. champ? No. So the, the only time, which was kind of funny, um, he had a he had a uh, he showed up at a GCW show and won the title from Cardona. This was in Chicago two years ago, I think. Maybe a year ago. Either way, it was a year ago. He took he took the title off of Cardona, surprisingly. And then the next night in Chicago, he came walking out in the crowd and he had a GCW hoodie on. Yeah. Um, the last time I saw him in GCW, which was against Effie, he came out with a black Blackpool comedy or Blackpool Combat Club. That's it. Uh, combat club, uh, so he kind of like mixes them, but yeah, I, I he did not bring the AEW belt out at all. Okay, I was just curious. So, um, and, and, and I think the last time I he uh he faced Effie, uh, Effie's pretty over with, with some GCW crowd. I was that it's time to take the belt off of Mox, yeah. Um, Mox retained now, he's got this career versus belt. Um, with Nick Gage and I almost I, I, I think it's time. I, I think Nick Gage has got a year or two left, so they're going to give him a they're going to give him a run as as, as champion. Um, and I think we'll see Mox take a year off or so of GCW. So. Last last question, I swear, I swear, last for me at least, unless you guys have anything else. And and I'm asking Chef because he's a big GCW guy, but Paul, I want your input too here. Because this guy's become kind of like Cody did, found himself on the Indies after he left WWE and became a bigger star. Matt Cardona, do you think he goes back to WWE? No. 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 I think he was. Uh, was he PW or Insider number thirteen? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know I know a lot of the stuff he puts out uh, out there is a work, but. I mean, he has done work with GCW. He just did a tour over there. They were over the pond. And it was like the only time he was ever pro-GCW. Because he normally isn't against on, on social media. And him and Lauderdale, you know, they bicker back and forth. But he's doing well with GCW. He's doing well with the NWA. Um, which you kind of forget nowadays. But well, yeah, when they, have, when they have Tyrus in the goddamn main event. Nobody's gonna watch that. Yeah, but the reason they had that is because Cardona got hurt. Um, I like Trevor Murdoch. I I, I, I got no problem. Was... Murdoch tires just he can't work worth a lick. Well, put all this in a, there. Wasn't 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 he a dinosaur in the WWE yeah, or something? Yeah, like he that? was uh, the Funkadactyls, part of the Funkadactyls. <laughs> whatever the hell that was. Anyways, so you, got, you got Cardona doing work in there. There's a couple smaller indie promotions he's champion of up in the New York, uh, New Jersey area. So I think he's doing really well for himself, and mm-hmm. he is picking and choosing his, his bookings. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't see him as a as a Triple H guy, just because if you brought him back to the WWE, he's got to be Zack Ryder. And, yeah. It doesn't work. Matt Cardona kicks the shit out of yeah. Zack Ryder. 
Except I will say, my French, bleep that out, TNT. <laughs> I will say, I mean, a lot of people didn't think Cody Rhodes was going to come back to WWE as an American Nightmare, and they let him. So, I maybe, maybe they wouldn't let him come back as Matt Cardona. I don't know. Look, uh, uh, I ran into Cardona at Squared Circle Expo. Um, I didn't get the chance to talk to him. But there was a guy that was talking to him who flat out asked him if he'd ever go back. And he said he's never had as much fun as he's having now that sure. he's left the company. Sure. So I just I think they'd have to do something pretty big to to bring him back. Um, but I mean, when you openly say I've never had this much fun and you were getting paid to sit at home 90 percent of the time, you're not going to go back. Yeah. Now, if they brought him back in a mainstream, you know, feud with with Cody, I get it. But you got to bring him back as Matt Cardona. You cannot bring him back as Zack Ryder, right. which would be really, really tough for WWE to 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 eat that crow. I feel like because they too old for that. Zack Ryder. So now, like. Matt Cardona is a heel against Cody, the major baby. Oh, they could make a lot of money. Print some money. Yep. Yeah. Now, now if they do that, I really want Cardona to really just mess with the people. Hit the Zack Ryder music. Come out with you know the the TV or internet championship that Zack Ryder had. Get to the ring. Grab a mic. Do the whole woo woo woo. You know it, and then just. Go right into my Cardona. Yeah, that'd be good. That's the only way I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, there, there's ways they can, they can make it work. It's if they will all eat the crow and, right. and do it. Well, we'll see. I mean, it sounds like more and more former guys are going to be making returns. So we'll see how they handle some of those. Maybe we'll see what happens on nine twenty three at nine twenty three. We're not going to see Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> not that, yet. That's going to be interesting because, you know, Tony went on record a few months ago said he was on a five-year deal or something. So it's like, but if he's got, he's got another, what, three and a half years yeah, left. But if that guy's really unhappy, I mean, if he really wants to go somewhere, I think you almost have to let him go. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. At this point, does Tony have his – the well, Tony does have the money that Vince does to literally pay a guy for three years to sit on a home on his, on his butt. Well, I think if he does that, it's going to be because that's what Malachi wants. I mean, he we know he wanted to take time off as is to get his head in order to deal with some mental issues that he was dealing with. Um, so maybe, you know, have him, let him sit out part of the contract, focus on that. Once he's feeling 100% mentally, sit down, talk to him, say, hey, what do you, what's your plan? Do you want to come back? Do you want to go somewhere else? If you do, fine. Uh, just know we've continued to pay you. We're okay with that. We wanted you to be good. And if you feel better off somewhere else, then so be it. Well, the interesting thing that's come out this past week from Malachi himself was, Part of the reason he had, he wanted his release, he wasn't happy with some things with his character, like some things that he supposedly promised that didn't come true. So I don't know what that's all about. But I do feel like 
after the Cody feud, he kind of just went. I mean, it's been fun with Brody Keenan, Buddy Matthews, and Julia Hart, but I don't know. After the Cody feud, he kind of just never got a huge feud. Yeah, he's never. I don't. I felt like he never got the. He probably could have got. And and I'm sure it's. I have not followed this promotion for a while, but I know as soon as he came back on the back on the indie scene, him and Brody King won the PGW tag title. And I, I have no idea if they're still the, the champion. Um, I have not followed PWG in a long, long time, or had seen any updates lately. So, I mean, if literally if he's going, I know he did some indie shows this past weekend. He made the comment like, "Look, I'm gonna take a break, get myself right." Um, and his wife's still in WWE, so yeah. That's yeah. Too. After she said she'd never go back. Oh, and he was a Triple H guy. I mean, he was oh, yeah. black and gold. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Him, him, and he was a Triple H guy and a, and a Shawn Michaels guy in, in NXT. So. And so was Adam Cole, and I think we'll see him return soon. So, and he's he said he's yeah. taking 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 over when he comes back. So he'll be in control when he comes back. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Come back where? AEW. So I think he's another one that's got like four or five years and Tony not letting him go in. I think he's happy in, in AEW, I think, from everything I've read. So. Well, yeah, he gets to be with his fiance, girlfriend, wife, whatever the heck mm-hmm. Brit is. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right. I think we've rambled, rambled quite a bit, so Paul, we'll let you wrap it up. All right. Hey, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. And when you're on our socials, check out the merch link. You can uh, you can get some original KOP merchandise or you can get some of the new updated stuff that is in our uh, second store. That's right. A podcast with two stores. Be sure to follow uh, the Kicking Out Podcast everywhere you follow your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, give us that five-star rating because we want to get to be known as the five-star KOP. Just say it. We're going to make that a thing, guys. Five-star KOP. Why Sounds not? Uh, follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92 and that'll come off of him sooner rather than later. Shep and I will make sure of that. Follow Austin Shepard at the Shep27 and be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman921. And with that, for Austin Shepard and Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>